Welcome back to another episode of the Love in a Cottage podcast. I'm your host, Paige Geidel, and I am so stoked that you found us. We are a community of creative Christian women in their 20s, and you are invited to be a part of it. Each week, I invite a guest on the show to chat about all things marriage, motherhood, homemaking, small business, and following Jesus. My friend, there is a seat here for you at the table, and I so hope that you choose to be a part of this community. Without further ado, let's dive into today's show. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Love in a Cottage podcast. I am your host Paige and happy Thanksgiving. If you guys are listening in real time, then you know that this upcoming week is Thanksgiving and it is also John and Mai's third anniversary, can't believe it, on Thanksgiving Day, which is so much fun. We get to spend Thanksgiving with our family, which living in Southern California, many, many states away from family, we haven't gotten to do in a couple of years. So I hope you guys have fun and plans, whatever you end up doing, and that you enjoy your long weekend. Today's episode is with my friend Eleanor Yoder. And Eleanor and I have been friends on Instagram for quite a while, and it was so much fun talking with her in real time. There's truly nothing like it. You guys, if you have been interested in sewing, knitting, quilting, homemaking, this is the episode for you. Eleanor is like a total expert in these areas, and I am just so inspired by the way that she creates things. She is so talented. I love following along with her projects, but she's also so kind and genuine and just encouraging if you have never learned about any of these things before and you're interested in it she talks about it in a way that is so relatable and not intimidating and honestly is just very inspiring we also at the end touch on creating as an idol and you guys this was a really hard but important and needed conversation for me so if you consider yourself creative which I truly believe everyone is because we are created in the image of God we all possess creativity that we express in some way this is going to be really good for you to listen to so i can't wait for you to hear our conversation let's get on into the show eleanor hello hello welcome to the podcast i'm so glad you're here yes i'm so excited i love this podcast so it's an honor (laughs) i feel like the lord just blessed me because one of my good friends came by my house like an hour ago and brought me a peppermint milkshake from Brahms. Do you have Brahms in Indiana? Mm, no, I don't know what that is. Okay. <laughs> it's like a Midwest favorite. I think it's just in like Oklahoma. Probably Texas, more of the Nebraska, actual Kansas. Midwest. Yeah, right? <laughs> I had a map the other day and I was like, Indiana is not even really the Midwest. <laughs> I know. I feel like people <laughs> say that the Midwest is everything between like the coast and it's just so funny. <laughs> But I feel like I'm all like on this sugar high. Plus, I'm just excited to talk with you. So (laughs) thanks for being here. (laughs) Okay, so we got connected on Instagram. Shocker. You guys have all probably heard me say that so many times. But I love – I think it's important to remember that the app can be a really good thing sometimes. So I don't remember how we found each other. Do you remember? 
I honestly feel like either a friend shared your page or something. And then I think I probably started following you. Yeah. I feel like we got connected at first, like over essential oils and stuff. And then mm-hmm. I realized that you were into quilting and sewing. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yes. we need to be friends. And here we are. Yes. <laughs> That's what we're going to be talking about today. But can you give us an intro into who you are, where you live, and what you do. Sure. So I am Eleanor. Um, I'm 24, and I live in Indiana. So I feel like you have a lot of West Coast people, but <laughs> coming to the other coast. Um, and I I married to my husband, Aaron. So we've been married for two and a half years. And I am a civil engineer. So that's what I do during the day. <laughs> um, and then other times I'm just making all different kinds of things. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. I still think when you say you're an engineer, I, like, don't even know how to respond to that. I'm like, you're so <laughs> smart. And I love it. And I love – we're going to talk later about how that, like, interacts with homemaking and all the things. But, yeah, I think today is going to be such a – highly anticipated episode. I was telling you before we started recording that so many people are really excited about and interested in homemaking, quilting, sewing, knitting. And it's funny because whenever I started the podcast, I definitely thought that that would be more like there'd be more conversations about that. And I think it's been really motherhood focused lately, which I love. And that's totally like important in my season of life. But I think this these conversations are really important too. And a lot of people have been like wanting that. So you are the perfect person to be chatting about (laughs) these things with me with because I'm so inspired by you and you just have so much like biblical knowledge to share about this topic. So I would love to first start with asking you, how would you define homemaking? So, so I guess I want to start with the disclaimer that I am an engineer and I work in an office during the day, like full time. So um, I'm not really like, I'm by no means like my ideal homemaker or maybe what people would think of as a homemaker. Um, and, and I think there's different like, yeah, there, there's different like seasons of what it can look like. And so uh, I'm not trying to say that I know what it's like to be a mom and and be home all the time um, and do those things. But um, I just, yeah, I really love everything with homemaking. And so I've kind of had to do it my way in a way, um, or at least in the season. Um, So when I think of homemaking, I really just think of like making our home a safe haven because like this world is, is so stressful and it's so heavy and hard. And so it's kind of like, it's like, it's where we get to come at the end of the day or, or I guess the middle or whenever you come home and that's like where you get to recharge. It's where you like take refuge from all that's going on in our broken world. Um, And like, I think, and, and like, I think it can look different for people because I really think to make a home that you feel safe in, you have to fill it with things that you love. And, um, and so that's where I think it can change with different people. But um, yeah, I love that. I think the safety aspect is huge. And it's interesting because 
just this word and idea of safety is not something that ever came up in my upbringing. Like it was there, but I just, that's very new to me. I feel like John and I have been talking about it a lot in part. I don't know if it's like his therapeutic practice. They talk about safety and relationships what and whatnot, but because I never felt like unsafe physically, but it's like that emotional safety, I think, too. Um, and being able to just collapse after a long day of working or parenting or being in a marriage relationship, you know, like, yeah, that is so important. And so I love that that is really like the key defining thing for you. And I think a lot of people would agree with that. And I think it's super cool how you have been able to pursue homemaking, even when you, like you said, are not what people would traditionally think of. Like you mm-hmm. work full time as an engineer. Like that's not <laughs> how I would think of like a homemaker, but you're still like doing it. And I just love that so much. So why are you passionate about it? Like you got married two and a half years ago. And that's not to say that you can't be like a homemaker without being married at all. But I think for a lot of people, especially if you get married young, it's kind of like this defining moment of like, okay, now (laughs) I'm married or maybe for you, someone else, it's like now I'm living with roommates or now I'm a mom, whatever, like this is my home. This is my space. Um, Why? Why do you love it? Why are you passionate about it? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Um. I, I think I think one thing is I <laughs> I'm I just really enjoy a lot of the things that are traditionally like thought of with homemaking, you know, like I uh, yeah, I like to quilt and sew and knit and um I loved like homestead and like all the things. Um but I think too like I mean part of my I mean this last year for all of us was really crazy. And like a lot of us stayed home, you know, we were in the same like four walls hypothetically for so long. And um, I guess like home, home is not just where we like come and take refuge. It's also where we we're growing a lot. We're doing a lot of hard work at home. You know, I think that's maybe why marriage for me was like, it's kind of one of those like switches where you're now like, (laughs) I mean, like the Lord's always working in our hearts, but like marriage is like a more constant, like, um, like, (laughs) yeah, you're with the person 24 seven and (laughs) just like staring you in the face, you know, of like what's going on in your heart. (laughs) Um, if that makes any sense. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. You like can't run away from, Yes. Your sinful or like selfish desires because you're constantly having to like sacrifice yes. and just hash stuff out with your spouse and <laughs> figure it out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's hard. But like but like God grows us. Like the whole like the fact that the Holy Spirit shows us our sinful natures and like gives us like opportunities to respond and like grow in holiness and like, that's really hard stuff, but, like, you know, when in a marriage relationship, that happens at home. And so mm. I guess I just – I view home as, like, a, a place worthy of our care and our – Yeah, it's, like, worth our effort for sure to make yes. it, like, a safe, comfortable space because mm-hmm. that's so true. We're, like, 
we are resting, but we're also, especially in, again, the early years of marriage and motherhood, like we're putting in a lot of hard work every day to like continue to build the foundation of those relationships and figure stuff out. And if you create a home that's like comfortable and beautiful and safe, then I feel like that is one less factor that can make Mm -hmm. relationships challenging, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like where I kind of, I was talking to my husband about this recently in terms of um, just like hard issues in our culture and how to respond. And um, like, if we have a solid foundation on the Lord and what we believe, then it makes it so much easier to go out, you know, and, and gracefully interact with people who don't agree with us or, and so I guess I kind of view home like that, where like, if we have this foundation, this like caring, um, just like soft place to land, you know, whether it's going out or whether it's like in our home with our husband, with our kids, like that allows us, you know, to kind of springboard off of that and act in a more holy way instead of, you know, and, and I think like it extends to even the small things like, um, like for example, so I'm an engineer and so I like structure. (laughs) That's kind of part of me. And, um, but I'm not very great in the kitchen. I didn't grow up like baking and cooking all the time. And so it's kind of an uncomfortable place for me. (laughs) Like it's been really hard, uh, in early years of marriage. And, but I found that like, if we like make the effort and get the dishes done or like off the counter and it's like more tidy and structured, I'm like way more willing to like make dinner without, you know, waiting around for my husband to figure out what we're doing. Or like, I don't know, it's just, it's it's not just about like our attitude. Like, you know, it, it's not about making a home pretty all the time. Yes. And we, we love pretty homes. <laughs> we do. <laughs> totally. But like, it's also about like, what things about our home help us to love each other well, to like think about Jesus more often, you know, like consider him through a day and um, just things like that. Like, yeah. That's powerful. That is so good. I think that's so funny that you say that because (laughs) one time John and I, I don't, I don't think it was a heated discussion. I think he just said (laughs) it. Like it was just a comment, but he said, you know, you say you love homemaking. What I think you mean is you love quilting, sewing, and knitting. I don't think you love laundry, cooking, and dishes, and dusting. Oh, yeah. You call it homemaking, but I don't think that's what you like. Yeah, that one hurt. And I was like, oh, you got me. Like, wow, I love homemaking. I love spending money on beautiful yarn to make myself sweat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember oh, when yeah. the first time, I, the first quilt I made, he was so jazzed because he's like the most frugal. <laughs> he's not the most frugal person, but he is mm-hmm. the saver. I am the spender. And he was so jazzed because he's like, you're going to make this beautiful, useful item mm-hmm. and it's going to be so cost effective. <laughs> and I spent like, I don't know, $100 on Etsy or something, yeah. getting my various fabrics. And he was so sad I'm so sorry John he was just crushed he's like 
You're not yeah. going to make this item for under $15. <laughs> I know. That's, that's like the thing about, yeah, like home making items and creating. It's not always less expensive. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, it is. It totally is. But I, I love that it's like what you were saying on a serious note, just this attitude of doing the hard things, but doing them with care. And it's it's such a great opportunity to serve our families, to serve the Lord. And it's such a simple like mindset shift. But when I am like scrubbing my sink, if I'm thinking about like, oh, I'm doing this for John, honestly, that is not always motivating. Sometimes that makes me even like resentful. <laughs> But sure. when I think about doing it for the Lord, mm. it's it seems silly, but it's like so effective. And I think it's so important that he sees us and he really values us doing those things. So growing up, I, well, and I've always been this way, but I've always been a rule follower. Again, the whole structure thing, it just kind of goes with my personality sometimes. Um and so, like, when it comes to, like, holiness, like, like a, as that posture to the Lord, I, you know, I, yeah, I've, like, struggled with pride where it's, like, I can follow rules really well. But, like, as I've gotten older, and especially in college, I really started to grow in grace. You know, what does it look like to lean into the Lord's grace? And so, I, and I think this is always probably going to be the case because we're sinful people and we're never going to get it right. But I tend to like swing like to both sides, like every once in a while. And so like when it comes to some of these like household like chores or like keeping the house like running, like sometimes I'll like <laughs> swing to the one side where I'm like, I'm just like doing this to do it. And that's not love or like, this is such a minor thing. Is this really even helpful or like honoring? Like, you know what I mean? I can feel like I'm just checking off lists and I'm like, that's not what the Lord wants. But like when we're acting in obedience and like understand that, you know, it's not because I'm accomplishing anything that he loves me, but that like he just loves me and he's with me and like guides me and I can, you know, I can do this. I can like keep life going. So, you know, like that's how it feels sometimes. And so I just, it's, it's, yeah, that's just, it's something I try to remind myself that even those things that, you know, may not seem like they're that effective or helpful or, or honoring or holy, <laughs> that sometimes they are. And um, yeah, even the littlest things are glorifying to him when we do it out of a posture of love to him. Yeah, that is so good. The posture thing is huge. I think there have been multiple times since we moved to our house where I John has like asked me to do something in the house or whatever like hey can you get curtains you know so we <laughs> our neighbors don't see us at night or whatever walking around the house and I have like stayed up late multiple nights like just trying to get settled but sometimes my heart posture is good and other times it's bad. And it's like, you know, I'm bitter and resentful towards John. Like, well, I'm doing this because you asked me or because you want me to do this. And it's like, he's like, stop. Like, I don't want you to be cleaning things if your heart posture is going to be like this. So I know we've kind of laughed about 
our love for the crafty parts of homemaking, but I do want to talk about them because I do think they have their place. I think they're helpful (laughs) and very fun, very fun and something that a lot of people are interested in because if we are being honest, like I think Mm -hmm. sewing and quilting and knitting and just some of these like cyber arts as people Mm -hmm. would say, um, they can draw us closer to the Lord when it's in the right like heart posture, when it's done Mm -hmm. in in the appropriate way, I guess. And um, mm-hmm. it really, I think, forces us to slow down and reflect. And uh, there's more kind of on that. If you want to listen to Courtney Weston's episode, um, mm-hmm. she talks about that a little bit. But I would love to hear about your personal journey, first off, <laughs> with sewing and knitting. Like, how did you learn this? I think that's a big hang-up for so many people is it just feels mm-hmm. overwhelming. They're like, I don't have the tools. Like, what, where do I go to get things? How do I learn? It's easy to be like, just go on YouTube. But like a lot of us, that's hard to do. So what has your journey been like with that? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I feel like when people meet me, they think I've been doing this for like my whole life. <laughs> and I really haven't. <laughs> it's really only been like the last like five or six years. Um, but that um, – that takes me back to in college when I started embroidering. So that was like the first time I dabbled with like threading a needle. <laughs> um, yeah. And it was just kind of like, I don't know, it was, it was kind of my outlet to just kind of like create. And it, it wasn't always like perfect, but I just like, you know, just started making things, who knows. Um, and then it wasn't really until 2019, so like two years ago, I basically, I was like hanging out with a friend and I had all these like little embroideries, you know, you just like make a flower or whatever. And, and like, I think again, like that engineering side keeps coming out where I really want, I really like things to be useful as well as beautiful, because I think there's like just a really cool mashup when you get stuff that kind of facilitate both. And I was like, man, I don't know what to do with these. And she was like, well, what if you like made a quilt out of them? Like put them together and made a blanket. And I was like, oh, I hadn't thought about that. And so yeah, I was like, that's a great idea. Cause I, I've seen quilts where people embroider, but so it's almost like I'm kind of backwards, you know, I start the embroidery and go forward. But um, so that's kind of why I started considering like sewing and quilting is almost like a solution to a problem <laughs> which is the so engineering weird. side <laughs> not because it's such a dear thing of it's just in and of itself now but to think back it's so funny um but that's kind of how it started <laughs> I love that I I love and am increasingly passionate about things being both beautiful and useful I know some really delightful ladies who have been quilting for a long time and they have closets full of quilts that they have made that are just in closets and love them. I I understand, like, believe me, when my quilt is out that I made and my daughter has her strawberry hands around, I like kind of tense up a little bit. But then <laughs> I'm like, I'm just so with you. I want things to be used. I want them to be enjoyed. And yeah, I I love pretty things, but I think with having limited space and having small children, it's like 
what is the point of just having something be pretty and take up space? Like if it can be functional, that's even better. So I love that you sew clothes and use the quilts that you make (laughs) and knit sweaters and socks and all kinds of wonderful things. So I have to ask you, what is your favorite item that you've ever made (laughs) of like quilting, knitting, sewing? You make things so fast. I am like (laughs) amazed. Every time I go on your account, I know we'll like talk about this at the end, but you have this account where you like share things that you're making. I'm like, oh my gosh, in the last month, Eleanor has made pants, (laughs) knitted socks, she's bound a quilt (laughs) and I have panels of a sweater that I've been waiting to stitch for like six months oh man (laughs) well I don't have kids (laughs) oh oh, yeah (laughs) yeah um man it's really hard because I think all of the different like types of like you know like quilts or clothes or knits are also different and Like, I would say, like, clothes are probably more of my, like, um, I make them more as, like, staples, you know? So it's, like, I may love them, but I almost view them as more useful (laughs) than beautiful, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'll probably, if I had to choose one thing, it's probably my first quilt I made. Um, It's, I, so I actually, (laughs) when I transitioned from embroidery, to quilting I didn't have a machine and so I was (laughs) and this is part of me I just like if I decide to do something I just like do it and like that's that's kind of just how I've learned things is I just am like I think I want to try this and I just find resources and like do it and so I actually, so I have it with me, <laughs> but oh <my> gosh. <laughs> it's actually hand pieced and hand quilted. So I sewed all the pieces by hand. Um, so it's, I, I think, and like, that's part of why I love creating and I love homemaking because like, just the process of seeing things, you know, just become something. So whether it's like, whether it's your home, you know, whether it's, you know, especially probably you, you guys just moved, you know, like to see things and then it form into a home that you guys love or like a quilt where it's like random pieces of fabric. And all of a sudden it's like this loved treasure that, yeah, your, 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 your girls get to eat food on and go on picnics or cuddle up with, or, so I think that's probably why I'd have to choose my quilt because it's, so much like time and care was put into it and I just really treasure that and yeah and that's why I just love these things <laughs> so much <laughs> over the last few years I've learned about how toxins in our everyday products can lead to health and hormonal issues and as a mom of two daughters it's super important to me that I'm using only the safest skincare and makeup products So that's why I'm stoked to be partnering with Beauty Care Naturals. Beauty Care Naturals was founded by a naturopath with the goal of making clean beauty affordable and accessible for all. Their products are made with organic ingredients and are completely non-toxic. I love that I can read the ingredient label and actually recognize what the ingredients are. 
I keep things pretty simple when it comes to my makeup routine, but brow gel is a staple and I have absolutely fallen in love with their brow gel because it's lightweight and keeps my brows in place without looking or feeling crusty. If you've been looking to clean up your beauty routine, head over to mybeautycarenaturals.com and use the coupon code PAGEGUIDELBCN at checkout to get 10% off your order. That's PAGEGUIDELBCN to get 10% off your order. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, we have some quilts that John's mom has made too, which are really special. And I think it's so cool. She's also made quilts for each of the grandkids and like the sister-in-laws, we've gotten to like pick out the fabric and everything. And it's so fun because not only is it something so beautiful and so special and so personal to each child, but they'll like, she's floor sleeps with it and like carries it around. And we, it's just a part of our home and makes it really extra cozy and special. So you have mentioned this a little bit, but you're an engineer, which I think is so cool. So intimidating for me, honestly, because that is so like not me, but I <laughs> love it. I think it's so neat. And I would love to know how your engineer, like mind and skill set has contributed to your homemaking. You kind of touched on this a little bit just in saying that like the structure um, <laughs> finds itself. I was laughing whenever you were talking about that because also with this like all or nothing or um, <laughs> pendulum thing, John laughs at me because I will go from like the house is a total okay I don't not a total wreck but I have piles that is like my biggest thing is I just like have piles and I leave things out but in my mind they're organized because they're in piles but he's like (laughs) there are piles everywhere (laughs) and like I don't love it either but it doesn't bother me enough to like if I can choose between you know cleaning up piles and doing something else like I'll do Mm -hmm. something else but or or I'll get really really motivated and then everything has to be perfect like everything has to be tip-top shape clean and John's Mm -hmm. tiny little pile that has been organized this whole time suddenly I'm like get your pile away put it away I am so relating to this (laughs) and he's like Honey, you have had piles all over the house for weeks. I am not moving my tiny little pile. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Engineering and homemaking. I would love to hear about oh, it. Yes. Um, oh, man. So, yeah, it's it's so funny because <laughs> they, like, do not go together. Or, like, when you just think about it, you're like, how is this even a thing? Um, and even we were, I actually went to a church event where it was called a blessings market. So basically people like signed up and had booths and then they sold items, um, like to support missionaries. And so we were at this event and I was like, wow, like this is so neat. And, and someone said like, oh man, you could do a booth. And I was like, yeah, I didn't have time, you know, it didn't work out. And uh, I like made a joke about like, this is, this is nothing that like someone would expect an engineer to like dream about. And, um, but so even though they don't seem to go together, I feel like I've, I've found a a lot of actually like engineers or like um, kind of in that STEM like branch, I guess, where I think, 
I don't know. I, I kind of view it in different ways where it's like the left brain, right brain thing where it's like maybe there's this really analytical structured side to me, but there's also this like kind of like free going <laughs> kind of, um, I don't know, because like both of them are creative. Like I, I yeah. don't want to say, because engineers have to be creative, right. but it's like a different sort of creativity. Um, kind of like a let loose creativity is what I view myself in the sewing room yeah. where I'm kind of more impulsive, more like how do I feel like I want this to go? Um, but, but I also think that, you know, when I, when I think of knitting, so that's something that I actually just got into this past year since I was a little girl. So it's still kind of new to me, even though I've been like so obsessed with it. Um, but I think it's because knitting is so detail oriented that it really like compliments that um those strengths in me I guess because it's like I don't know like I can you know make so many different things or you know dream up so many different things but then like knitting it allows me like that desire for like perfection like can be there <laughs> in, a, in a way you know because you can get each stitch right or yeah yeah so I don't know it's like this weird mashup but I enjoy it and I think I guess also like with the home stuff that kind of plays out too I feel like I can be kind of like what you're even saying where it's like sometimes I'm like okay let's clean and get things like structured and um like organized and then there's also this side of me that's like let's just like let that be and let's go knit yes (laughs) you know so (laughs) exactly I love that and I think it's cool how you recognize that like there are two kind of different sides of yourself that come out and both come out through engineering and through creating. I have had a lot of people ask me like, I really want to sew or I really want to quilt, but I'm so not detail oriented. Like, I don't know if I can do it. And I think what I would say to those people is like, you don't necessarily have to be like my mother-in-law always says done is better than perfect so I made some like flying geese for my quilt and not all the triangles matched up perfectly (laughs) and where the seam is a little finicky and a little compromised yeah but I don't know that I I think there are like different types I've seen like memes or reels about (laughs) different types of like sewer sewists or quilters and it's like the perfectly like organized one and then the one who's just, yeah, kind of whatever about it. I tend to be yeah. the latter, but um, I just think it's cool how you can be like both, it sounds like. And yeah. That knitting is a lot more detail-oriented. I know you're an extremely talented sewist, but you also, you get things done, you know? And it, I don't think that you, like, spend tons of time trying to, like, make it precisely perfect no. maybe you do I've never seen you in action no, I, don't know. I, <laughs> I think it really depends on my mood but yeah like to encourage any listener it does not have to be perfect oh, I no. <laughs> like they, they like pride and accomplishment of like getting it done <laughs> is often like way better <laughs> Than getting those lines perfect. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And you don't even really notice, you know? It's like, this could sit unfinished in my closet 
or I could wear it and there could be like one minor, exactly. like I, I dropped a stitch here in my knitting or there's a yeah. little error here, but it's good. And again, like I kind of come back to the, the process stuff because I just, I just love that. I mean, yes, I, I can fly through projects <laughs> if I want to, <laughs> but you know, overall, like each of these um, skills, I guess we'll say has like they take time and like yeah. it like to lean into that can be so good you know and like to not but not but not in a like oh I've got to be perfect but like I don't know just like a, a mix of like grace and you know like it's okay to want it to be good you know but yeah. like knowing that yeah if this is your first sweater or your first time sewing like it's your first time sewing and that's so exciting and like let it be what it is you know like yeah it doesn't have to be perfect yeah I love that and yeah we can't expect if we want to try new things and if we want to learn new things like we can't expect it to be perfect on the first try and get discouraged I think so many people and I've been there too that's like a hang-up it's like oh well it didn't turn out exactly like I was hoping and well, I try to remind myself, especially with my girls, is like, you know what? Like, I can show them someday. Like, this was my first <laughs> project, you know, and yeah. I can be proud of that and see the progress that I've made over the years mm-hmm. from learning. Yeah. So what is your best advice on creating a cozy home in your first <laughs> few years of marriage? Because I think you have done such a great job of this. I remember when you were renting your apartment and you have your little, like, patio garden. And I just, I love that. I think mm-hmm. it is so easy to be discontent with where we are. And I have really struggled with that. Like, I mm-hmm. wish I could say that in our California home, I fully embraced it. And I think towards the end I did, but I really struggled with just feeling like we don't have the space or like, this is not my ideal space. And mm-hmm. being like, I, but I need all of these things and um, letting that trip me up from like embracing and creating the most beautiful functional home for my family. So Mm. what's, what are your thoughts Mm. on this topic? Oh man. I mean, contentment could be a whole nother. (laughs) Yes. Another tag because that is so hard. Like it, it doesn't really matter where you are, you know, like we're always going to question like, are we content? Do we really, you know, are we fully loving where we are? You know, like the answer is probably no. Um, but I think, yeah, I think rem- rem- like remembering that, you know, if we, yeah, if we like view our home as like a bouncing pad, right? Like for um, our lives, for our, our witness, for the Lord, like, um, like where we are is important. And that's what, you know, like home is not, I mean, I always think of it as like, you know, me and my husband or, you know, like your family. Um, and so, yeah, it's easy to get a caught up like physically where you're at, but like looking at what's important to you, um, and really kind of using that to shape your home, I guess, like, uh, I guess, I mean, mentally, spiritually, or physically, you know, like that should like, um, it should interact or shape all of those. Um, 
but so yeah you brought up my our garden um so like yeah like growing food and like um kind of that slow process is like so important to us um and so we just made it work we had like this I don't know what it was like six by two or something like that like patio we were on the third floor (laughs) so um it was super tiny but we were like we want to do this and like it was actually really sweet because Aaron hadn't really done like by seed before and so it was a a nice like growing uh pun intended process for both of us like through that um so definitely like yeah like if a garden or being outside is like important to you, find a way to make it work. Um, maybe it's growing things in your kitchen. You know, maybe you're not, you don't have an outside space. Yeah. Yeah. I think the values thing is huge. That's something that John and I have talked about in our new space because we basically sold all of our furniture. <laughs> we sold so much whenever we moved and we were starting over, which is really exciting. But also we are in a season where like, I think I've shared about this before, but basically we just took on debt for the last year because John was in school full-time and then also had this like full-time unpaid internship. And then I was at home with the girls and there was just no practical way for either of us to be working, which is really humbling and hard when you like have young kids and you feel like I'm supposed to be able to provide for them, but this is a weird season and California is really expensive. And so my parents like graciously loaned us money to just like live for the last year. And so we're in a season of like, we want to pay them back, like pay off that debt. And um, we're living in an area that's like a lot more affordable now. And it's been this balance of like, okay, now we have income again and we're in a more affordable place and we're in this new home that we want to furnish, but also we want to be like wise and not just buy everything at once. And so we've been trying to talk about our values and like, okay, what spaces are most important? You know, we can start like thrifting and like looking on Facebook marketplace for like things that are important. And it's kind of funny. We actually just decided we're not going to have a couch in our house because our living room is like super small (laughs) and it's just the layout. It wouldn't have made sense, but like, I really want a dining table and to like host people. And so that's where we're going to like put our time and energy and attention. And we're like, we'll just make it work. Like we don't need a couch. And just thinking about those values and like how you want to be spending your time in your home and then allowing that to influence that. So I love that you guys made that work with your garden. I just think that's so cool that you went for it. And I think that will be encouraging for other people who feel like I want to do this, but like, I think it's going to be a long time for some of us um, to have the ideal space. And like you said, even then contentment is like such a hard thing to navigate. And so being able to commit to doing some of those things now where we're at is important. So Eleanor, my final question, it's kind of a big one, but I would love to hear your perspective because I think you're just so wise and um Again, I'm just so inspired by you. So what has the Lord been teaching you lately through your crafting and through your creating of a home? Mm. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I think that creating, I mean, yeah, it's something I really enjoy. And 
it's fun and I think it, it naturally has a positive <laughs> um, like annotation or just um, excitement around it. Um, and so I always, yeah, like, yeah, I want to like celebrate that, you know, the fact that we, you know, are able to create, you know, that's, it's a very fluid thing. Like really anyone can do that, which is so cool. Um, and it, 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 it's a, it's a different outlet than, you know, again, the whole engineering thing. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a very different outlet than what I'm, I lean towards, I guess, my personality. When I really started growing my creative skills, it really kind of came in a hard season of life. So right after we got married, my parents announced they were getting a divorce. Um, and that was, you know, like a week or two after I started my first job, my new job, and we were in our new city. And so it, there was just a lot of transitions. Um, and so I went, I had a really rough season, like the next like six to six months to a year um, where I, yeah, I just, nothing felt solid, you know, like, um, you know, like the idea of home even, I really struggled with that because I was like, what is home? Because my family feels unsafe. My husband's new, you know, even though he's a safe person, I'm like, what does this look like yet? Yeah. Um, and so it just, everything was shifting. And so I really just like reached for something to cling to and control. And, um, and a, a part of that, um, so, so I, I really do believe that like anything in our life is, is affected by a relationship with the Lord, you know, whether, um, someone doesn't have a relationship or whether they do and it's hard or whether it's great. Um, and definitely this season was a really hard, it was, there was a lot of strain on my relationship with him. Um, yeah. basically I just really struggled to trust him. Um, because you know, all the things that, um, I thought he had, you know, they, they fell apart. Um, and so, yeah, so I really struggled with him and instead of like running to him, I really kind of ran to creating, um, which it, it was really easy in the season to feel like I needed something to hold on to. Mm -hmm. And like, <laughs> and it's like saying those words, it's like, obviously like a, Hey, like, yeah, run to Jesus. But <laughs> in the moment it, it was really hard to, cause I didn't trust him. I, I didn't know what it looked like to have him care for me in that season. And so I like, I wrestled with him, but I really, like, it was just wrestling. I was not, like, running to him, and yeah. So that was kind of, that was when I started quilting. Um, so I, yeah, just started quilting, and I basically did it, like, nonstop all the time. Um, I, so we, like, worked, I think we were working, well, I guess we started working from home a couple months after I started quilting, but, you know, that only <laughs> enabled me to do it more often. And it really, yeah, it, it put a strain on my marriage at times. Like my husband was like, like all you want to, like, basically it, he felt like replaced, you know, like I, I just wanted to quilt. <laughs> it sounds so silly, but, um, and, and, and I think too, I would disguise it because 
I was hurting, you know, like it, it was an excuse to choose this thing. Um, and like, yeah, at the time it felt like helpful because like my mind was so like jumbled. Um, and so like to be able to focus on something was helpful. Like I wasn't totally completely overtaken by grief all the time. Um, so it's in, in a way it was helpful, but like, yeah, like the last like week and a half, the Lord has just been really convicting me that like quilting, sewing, knitting was an idol for a lot of like the last year um, or year and a half. I don't even know what time is anymore, but um, it was just like, yeah, like an idol is something that we try to control in like replace of trusting the Lord. And um, yeah, it's, it's so hard to take a good thing and say that it was an idol and like, yeah, like in his convicting me, it, it kind of, it can easily feel like defeat, you know, when something, you know, when you realize something has been taking your life in front of Jesus, you're like, man, I failed at that. And that's a good thing, you know, that's disappointing. Um, but to remind myself of the gospel and to remember that, you know, Jesus, um, yeah, he came to redeem us, to, um, bridge us with the father and, um, like he, but he, you know, like he forgives us, but it's not like, oh, sorry, you messed up. Bye. You know, he, he redeems that and he redeems, you know, parts of our lives that are way more difficult in our eyes to redeem than like hobbies, <laughs> you know? And again, it's like, okay, does that make, like, does a hobby even like matter? But like, like Jesus reaches to like the nearest things and the farthest things and redeems us. And so, yeah, even though it's been a bummer to realize that I was placing that in front of the Lord, it's also so exciting because like when I have that posture again, of like, I'm doing this um, just because it's <laughs> in, enjoyable, but not because, like, like I can do it while um, putting my full faith in him, knowing that, like, he's, like, sustaining me, not this thing. You know, I do it as an overflow. It's not like, <laughs> um, yeah, just, just choosing him, I guess, in, ahead of it. Um, and, and then, yeah, like now I can look at these pieces that I've made and know like where they, where they came from, you know, they didn't come from a place of, you know, like grief and, um, grief and idolatry, you know, they came from a like gratitude of the Lord that he like allows us to do these things instead of, um, yeah, leaving us to just do them like wastefully I guess (laughs) yeah that is so good I read your words um that you had kind of written out before our conversation today and it was just like (laughs) instant conviction right of like even how it's easy for me I mean creating I do feel like it's an outlet um and the outlets are good and important but sometimes it's easy for me to be like oh a martyr almost like my life is so hard like I have young kids, so like I need an outlet. <laughs> and it's like, no, I need Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Or 
Or sometimes I can be like, well, I'm like knitting this for my husband. So, you know, it's service. But really, you know, maybe (laughs) what my family needs is like something else. Or maybe I need to be going to Jesus. I just, that is a perspective that I think I've heard a lot about, you know, social media being an idol. And I'm like, yeah, I can get with that. But creating and being creative, it's, it's like anything, anything that is before Jesus can totally become an idol. So just thank you for like your humility to share that and um, for putting words to something that I needed to hear. Mm-hmm. So we are going to wrap up with a few rapid fire questions. And I think little Miss Julia is hungry again. So when I say rapid fire, unfortunately, it might have to be pretty rapid. <laughs> um, but Eleanor, I would love to know what are three things that you have been loving lately? Yes. So one of them I was doing earlier this week, I have started really loving Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I've never seen it. And one of my friends, Autumn, she just put it on when we were hanging out one time. And I was like, wait, this is so like sweet and refreshing. <laughs> so that um, and <laughs> in relation to that, I've been loving the library. My husband and I are, like, total, like, advocates for the library, you guys, because they have so many resources, and they're just there for you to borrow, and it's so amazing. Yeah. So, definitely check out your library. (laughs) I love it. I think through your state, at least through Mm -hmm. Kansas, you can literally get access to, like, an audio library. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, basically free Audible or whatever, which is mind-blowing to me. You, like, virtually check it out. I haven't done it yet, but my in-laws do it, and they love it. Yeah, it's so helpful. Um, uh, Then the third one, I'm going to have to say knitting. I've started my Christmas project or Christmas gift dreaming, and I've started some things. And it's just, like, so exciting to, like, yeah, like, be able to use your gift to bless people. And and then, yeah, I just enjoy knitting, too. So <laughs> it's a wonderful yeah. yeah, I feel like people get really excited, too, whenever you take the time to make something. Because it, it means a lot. It's so special. Yeah. How can we as a community be praying for you? Oh, hmm. Oh, man, I think... I would have to say (laughs) contentment. I know we only talked about it a little bit, but um, just, yeah, contentment in this season. Um, I would love to one day be a mother (laughs) and get to live out some, you know, some of those other dreams of homemaking (laughs) that we talked about and um, just trusting that the Lord knows, you know, he knows best and, um, yeah, trusting him that he will, when he wants things to happen, he'll make it happen. So being intent in the season. Um, yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing. And where can people find you and, you know, connect with you, keep up with all of your like amazing projects and <laughs> garden, all of the accounts? <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. So Instagram is probably what I use most. Um so my my creative account is uh, pieces and threads. Um, I think that's pretty 
self-explanatory. Um, and then, yeah, I guess my personal is there too, linked on there, um, where I do a little more of the gardening and um, life thoughts. <laughs> awesome. We will also link that in the show notes and then share on our stories the week that your episode goes live. So Eleanor, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was so fun to chat with you like in real time. And I think we need to make this a regular thing where we call each other. And Oh, I agree. It was so good. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of Love in a Cottage. I am so grateful you decided to join us today, and I hope you're going forward in your day feeling encouraged, understood, and inspired. If you like today's show, I would love to encourage you to share it with a girlfriend. You can also screenshot this episode and share it on your Instagram stories, which will help more like-minded women find our show. Speaking of Instagram, while you're there, why don't you go ahead and follow us? Because guys, I promise we're super fun. (laughs) We share content there throughout the week about the show, and it's a great way to connect with fellow listeners and keep up with the guests that you might have heard. We also do fun quarterly giveaways and just share inspiring content. If you're looking for more connection, you can also join our Facebook group, which is linked in the show notes of every episode. There are weekly episode discussions, and it's a great way to find friends and listeners who might be in your area. And finally, if you'd like to support us, you can please write a review on iTunes because this will help boost our show so other like-minded women can find it. Your support means so much to me, you guys. Thank you again for being here. So grateful for you. We'll see you next week for another episode.